up everybody, welcome back to another episode of Halfwood History. Today we will be discussing Alexander the Great. The name Alexander III of Macedon is widely known throughout history. He was an excellent strategist and an incredible leader, who could motivate his troops with just his words. By the time of his death at the age of 32, he had conquered great empires like Egypt, Persia, and Asia. As a result of this, historians no longer see Alexander as a man, but as a legend, known as Alexander the Great. Alexander was born in 356 BCE to King Philip II of Macedonia and Olympias in Pella, Greece, the capital of Macedonian kingdom. His father Philip replaced his brother King Perdiccas III in 359 BCE after he was usurped to the throne from his nephew Amenitas. Alexander's mother, Olympias, was the orphan daughter of King Neoptolemus of Epirus. In the fall of 357 BC, she married Philip, mostly due for alliances to prevent the two kingdoms from coming into conflict. Olympias was quite the character. She was a headstrong woman who was ruled by her emotions, which were ever so shifting from anger to sadness to happiness. Most interestingly, Olympias was heavily involved in the occult, a devout practitioner of the cult of Dionysus which believed in mystic rituals and torch-lit fertility rites, sacrificing animals and drinking their blood. All these strange quirks put King Philip at odds ends with his wife, not to mention a lack of conjugal visits with his wife due to Olympias keeping snakes around her bed. It is this parental disharmony that Alexander was raised in. As a child, Alexander spent most of his time with his mother, partly because of the parental disharmony and partly because Philip was off on conquest. This directly affected how Alexander thought, because of his mother's fanatical ideas on the occult. Olympias fed her son tales of how King Philip was not his father, but rather Zeus had visited her in the form of a thunderbolt and impregnated her. Olympias did this out of spite towards King Philip after the marriage had hit an all-time low. The effect this would have on Alexander was that he now saw himself as a demigod and it served to further separate himself from his own father. Later, Alexander traced his ancestry to the demigod Heracles, the most popular of Greek heroes. Being a divinity caused a spark in Alexander that caused him to see himself as a being above the rest of the people. Some historians like myself have argued constantly on what motivated him to expand his empire. I fall under the school of thought that believes he was narcissistic and was chasing more glory for his own sake. And it was by his own self-fulfillment that pushed him to conquer more and more territory so at the very end, it cost him his very life. I mean, the guy literally named over 40 cities after himself. Regardless of what his motives were, what is known for sure is that his last decision he ever made likely ended up being one of his worst. His empire brought together numerous powerful cultures, and it was hard enough for any leader like Alexander to control. His death was also controversial, just like himself. On either 10 or 11th June 332 BC, Alexander died in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar II in Babylon at age 32. There are two different versions of Alexander's death and details of the death differ slightly in each. Plutarch's account is that roughly 14 days before his death, Alexander entertained Admiral Nearchus and spent the night and next day drinking with Medius of Larissa. He developed a fever which worsened until he was unable to speak. The common soldiers, anxious about his health, were granted the right to file past him as he silently waved at them. In the second account, Diodorus recounts that Alexander is struck with pain after downing a large bowl of unmixed wine in honor of Heracles. Followed by 11 days of weakness, he did not develop a fever and died after some agony. Arian also mentioned this as an alternative, but Plutarch specifically denied this claim. Given the propensity of the Macedonian aristocracy to assassination, foul play featured in multiple accounts of his death. 
Diodorus, Plutarch, Arian, and Justin all mentioned the theory that Alexander was poisoned. Justin stated that Alexander was the victim of poisoning conspiracy. Plutarch dismissed it as a fabrication, but both Diodorus and Arian noted that they mentioned it only for the sake of the completeness. The accounts were nevertheless fairly consistent in designating Antipater, recently removed as Macedonian viceroy, and at odds with Olympias as the head of an alleged plot. Perhaps taking a summons to Babylon as a death sentence, and having seen the fate of Parmenian and Philotus, Antipater purposely arranged for Alexander to be poisoned by his son, Aeolus, who was Alexander's wine porter. There was even a suggestion that Aristotle may have participated. It has been proposed recently that the plant white hellebore, which was known in antiquity, may have been used to poison Alexander. Nevertheless, Alexander's death was so sudden that when reports of his death reached Greece, they were not immediately believed. Alexander had no obvious or legitimate heir. Perdiccas initially did not claim power, instead suggesting that Roxanne's baby would be king, if male himself. Craterius, Leonidas, and Antipater were served as guardians. However, the infantry under the command of Meleager rejected this arrangement since they had been excluded from the discussion. Instead, they supported Alexander's half-brother, Philip Aridaeus. Eventually, two sides reconciled, and after the birth of Alexander IV, he and Philip III were appointed joint kings, albeit only in name. Dissension and rivalry soon afflicted the Macedonians. The satrapies handed out by Perdiccas at the partition of Babylon became power bases each general used to bid for power. After the assassination of Perdiccas in 321 BCE, Macedonian unity collapsed, and 40 years of war between the successors ensued before the Hellenistic world settled into four stable power blocks, Ptolemaic Egypt, Seleucid Mesopotamia and Central Asia, Adelid Anatolia, and Antigonid Macedon. In the process, both Alexander IV and Philip III were murdered. While not absolute, it is possible that in the two weeks that Alexander the Great languished before his death, a public announcement of his successor may have spared his empire decades of war. This concludes our topic over Alexander the Great. The man, the myth, and the legend. If you'd like to support this podcast, don't forget to scroll over to our show notes. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.